0: Hey everyone, it is awesome to be together today and I'm really excited at what the Lord has in store as we get stuck into more of the book of Proverbs. So if you're joining us from Harare, from uh, beyond our nation and beyond the continent, whether you are a Christ follower or not, I really wanna challenge you to uh, focus, to concentrate and be excited for what God is gonna do in this time together. So for about eight years, I used to run these adventure camps for teenagers. And one of the amazing things that well, I noticed is that whenever we had meal times, and these uh, meal times we would have everyone together in one big room and it would range from about either 80 teenagers up to 200 on our bigger sort of camps. Now, what would happen is, is everyone would sit down and I would usually be j- trying to chat to one of the teenagers or talk to a leader or maybe plan some of the activities a little bit later on in the day. And we would sit and the meal would start and there would be sort of this low hum of people talking and chatting and then it would increase and it would increase and it would increase until eventually it eventually got to the point where i couldn't hear the person i was talking to next to me i couldn't even think and you couldn't hear anything inside the entire hall where we were eating and i would have to stand up raise my hand which was everyone's signal to put up their hands and shut their mouths and then i'd say right guys let's do a reset let's lower the volumes let's talk quietly so we can all hear each other and let's continue with the meal if we look at this in my own family context quite often my wife sarah and i will be chatting on the couch and our little girls five and three years old will be playing and then one of them will start to play one of the marimba instruments or start to bang on one of our mini sort of drum type things and then the other will start to sing a song or maybe do a dance and then they'll be laughing at each other and maybe we would have had music playing in another room and you'll just feel this noise level rising and you you start to not be able to concentrate anymore and we're trying to focus on each other and also focus on the noise and again in the end we have to just say right everyone quiet reset and then we we start again at a lower level Now, why do I share these two stories? Well, when it comes to our spiritual lives, it's very easy for the noise levels of life to rise and increase and build up and rise to such a point in time that it drowns out our ability to hear the most important voice of all, the voice of the Lord. Now, in the first message that I spoke on a couple of weeks ago in Proverbs, I looked at the fact that the key way that we access wisdom is through having the right fear of the Lord. We looked at what that actually looks like. It's not a terrified fear, like he's going to do something horrible to us, but it's a real sense of respect and awe at who he is. So we looked at what that looks like and then how we grow in it. And today, I want to continue on that sort of discussion, the next step, in the process, and this looks at how do we recognize the things that prevent us hearing God's voice. So we're gonna look at recognizing the noise in our lives that stop us from hearing God's voice. How do we turn down the volume in the tunes that are playing, and how do we listen for godly wisdom? And then we're gonna look at what are the warnings if we don't, and what are the blessings that, and the rewards if we do? So we're going to read from Proverbs 1 verse 20. If you have your Bibles there, you can turn to it. Otherwise, it's going to be up on the screen. And in my Bible, it's titled Wisdom's Plea. It may be different than yours. And here the writer personifies wisdom. And in fact, wisdom is a lady you'll see as we read through. And this lady is calling to each of us. She's wanting to instruct us. She's warning us. She's directing us. She's showing us the way. And so she is wisdom personified. So I'm going to read a bit and then we will continue to go through it in a bit. So this is how it starts off. Proverbs 1 verse 20. Wisdom calls out in the street. She makes her voice heard in the public squares. She cries out above the commotion. She speaks at the entrance of the city gates. Now I love this because it shows us that wisdom is, is available no matter where we are, no matter what context we are in. It's available to us everywhere. Whether you're going about your business during the week, whether you're at home with the family, whatever sphere of, sphere, sphere, sorry about that, whatever sphere of influence we are in, whatever people you associate with, and whenever there's crazy commotion in life, you can access wisdom. Wisdom calls out to us. And you notice the phrases that this lady wisdom comes out with. It says things like her voice heard, she cries out, she speaks, she calls. It means that it's always possible for us to make the wise choice. No matter what situation we are in, it is always possible for us to hear God's wisdom and to act on it. But it becomes harder to hear the voice of wisdom as noise levels in our lives increase. So what are the key areas of noise in our lives that prevent us from hearing God's wisdom, and how do we tune down, turn down those noises? I've got a few, there's gonna be other ones that will be relevant to you, but I've got a few that I, I trust are relevant to all of us. The first one is our personal frailty and our weakness. You see, all of us are fallen, we're all born with sin, So we have the sin within us that just prevents us from hearing god's voice clearly it pulls us away from wisdom and it's always pulling us to go in a different direction then there's the parts of daily life that creep in things like busyness and us not being able to say no or saying yes to too many things and we just get too busy it becomes noise in our life tiredness overdoing it so that we're not sleeping properly we're not getting enough sleep stress these are all forms of noise that will affect our ability to hear from God and then what about our emotions emotions can't be trusted they're like yo-yos they go up they go down we cannot place our trust in them because they will mislead us if we act out of emotion without proper thought and reasoning we will get ourselves into a world of trouble And then there's areas of our upbringing that hasn't been good and it has led us to act in certain ways. There's our natural personality type that does well in some environments and does badly in others. And we need to be aware of all of these in our personal life that can be noise that stop us hearing from God. What about the opinions and words from others? It's so easy for conversations, for emails, for WhatsApp messages from others to move us away from god and from his word and wisdom without realizing it it's so easy for us to have relationships that are quite toxic maybe they breed negativity maybe they lead us to focus on the things we shouldn't they lead us to selfish behavior where we only care about ourselves and not others maybe they lead us to a growing sort of religious pride where us we're, we're a lot better than those guys there and it can lead us to wrong and un- unhealthy beliefs. What about the media? This is huge at the moment. I don't think anyone has watched the news or, or looked to it or, or listened to it uh, in many years as we have in the last few weeks and months. But news stations, social media, fake news, WhatsApp forwards and the movies that we watch, these all have the opportunity to sow lies to build fear and to waste precious moments in our lives that could be spent on things way more effective. They can rob us of joy. They can allow us to get emotionally involved in situations that we really can't do anything about, that we can't change. And they can fill our thoughts and minds with things that don't grow a passion for Jesus and for his kingdom. And we've all got to be careful of this. I've got to be careful of this. We need to think about it in our lives. Final one I'll put out there it's just the general work of the enemy. There's a real enemy. His name is called Satan or the devil. And we need to realize that he comes to steal, kill and destroy. That's his focus. That's what he wants to do. Now, he is on a leash. So God has him on a leash. He can only do what he's allowed to do. He can't do anything outside of God's control. But he, if he gets in the mix, he can increase the noise in our life so that we stop hearing God's voice. What can he do? Well, he can bring misunderstanding in relationships. I don't know if you've had it before where you just miss each other. Maybe it's a husband and wife. Maybe it is a friend. And for some reason, you just misunderstand each other. Neither of you meant to hurt each other, but there's just sort of a bit of frustration caused. And he can do that in our relationships. Maybe it's general frustration during the day. The other day, it may seem like the smallest thing, but it was like little things kept going wrong. So I tried to plug in electricity, it fails. Then I went to try and buy more electricity and the system was down. Then I thought it's okay, I'm gonna quickly pop into the shops before we go home. They close at 4.30, so as I arrived there at four, no, today we've decided to close at three. And you just have those days where just everything goes wrong. I think to top it off, And my wife had a lot more wisdom than me. I decided to creosote some gum poles that we wanted to use for fencing we're doing. And I thought, well, let me just creosote the things. And and I just didn't think until later that possibly I should have worn gloves or not worried about getting it on my hands, my clothes and my body. And it just was one of those days where you just want to rewind or you just want to forget about it. So we have days and the enemy is involved in those sorts of days. He's involved in trying to cause disruption. We need to pick it up. So that's fine in terms of the things that create noise in our lives, but how do we turn it down? How do we turn down the volume of these areas? Well, you and I need to daily recognize what tune is playing really loudly in our lives. This will take some stopping, it'll take assessing your emotions and being honest with yourself, something that we all struggle to do. It'll take some reflection, It'll take really spending some time with God and saying, Lord Jesus, please show me where the noise is in my life that's stopping me hearing your voice. And it's gonna take humility because it's gonna take us recognizing that things aren't perfect in our lives. It may take talking to someone if you need to. But most of the time, I believe you and I already know what the noise is. We usually know what it is. We just aren't so good at acting on it. And we don't always listen to God's wisdom to fix it. And so friends, we must do this regularly. We must do this often. Whenever we feel our blood pressure rising, maybe you snap. You just snap at someone and you sort of sit and go, where did that come from? Maybe you feel panic rising about the future or about something that's happening a few days time. Maybe you can't sleep at night and you're really struggling to get to sleep because of things you're thinking about. You need to ask God to show you what is that noise and how do I start the process of turning it Down. So, what's the result of not listening to wisdom? This is the last little bit we're going to cover. What's the result of not listening to wisdom? And this is pretty scary. So, if we look here, this is what Lady Wisdom says. Verse 22 How long, inexperienced ones, will you love ignorance? How long will you, mockers, enjoy mocking, and you, fools, hate knowledge? Then I'll jump to verse 24 Since I called out and you refused, extended my hand and no one paid attention since you neglected all my counsel and did not accept my correction i in turn will laugh at your calamity i will mock when terror strikes you when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind i mean this is terrifying stuff when trouble and stress overcome you then they will call me and i won't answer they will search for me but won't find me because they hated knowledge didn't choose to fear the lord were not interested in my counsel and rejected all my correction. They will eat the fruit of their way and be glutted with their own schemes for the apostasy or that sort of rebellion of the inexperienced will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. That is terrifying. I read that and it kind of scares me as I read it what the results are of not following godly wisdom. Really, really scary. Now we need to remember This isn't God himself talking, it's wisdom personified, but you'll notice some of the phrases in there are things that God has said in different passages of the Bible. But the point is, is that although wisdom is personified, there's so much that we can learn in terms of the results of not following wisdom. If we do not listen to wisdom, there are consequences. There are most definitely consequences to our actions. You might say, well, I don't feel inexperienced I don't feel ignorant I don't hate knowledge well it's important for us to realize that anything we do anything we say anything we act on outside of asking God for wisdom and outside of walking in it can lead us down the wrong path think about the small things that you do and say maybe how you react in certain situations how are you treating your close relationships your brothers your sisters your husband your wife In this moment the way that you process problems in the world how you write whatsapp messages and how you respond to whatsapp messages they each have a consequence they will each have a consequence and we need to respond wisely some of you may feel you're sailing along fine so maybe you're sitting here going but actually I don't really think I need that much wisdom at the moment things are going great in life I am doing brilliantly Well, you may feel like small choices against God don't have that much effect. The reality is they may not seem to have a big effect now in this moment, but they will have a big effect in the future. There are no such things as small problems that don't become big ones. Now, there are often people who end up getting divorced, having affairs, being overtaken with debt, struggling with addiction, who may say, how did this happen? How did the storm storm strike, the stress overcome me? And it's usually because there's been multiple small steps that have been taken over a period of time that comes to that point. I've spoken to so many people in crisis, young and old, teenagers, people in their 20s, people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they've said, we just don't know how we got to this place. And usually when we chat and when we look back over time, It's because there's been a track of unwise choices, some of them very, very small, but as they've continued to act down that track, it's brought about the rock bottom place in life. I just wanna say maybe right now in this moment, you're feeling at rock bottom. Maybe you really are feeling like the world is about to end and you're not quite sure how you arrived at this place. I want you to know it is never too late in God's economy. It is never too late. And now is the time to turn to wisdom. Now is the time to turn to Christ. And I can guarantee you that following his way will be the best course of action. So I want to challenge each of us in this part to move towards God and towards his word, to act on what Christ says, even when it makes no sense, even when others may say something different, and even when your sinful nature doesn't want you to. So often we know the right thing to do. We know what God's saying to us, but deep down our sinful nature is just saying, no, I don't want to do that. And we need to fight against it. You will never regret the choice to turn to wisdom in this lifetime and beyond. And so as I close, final bit, what are the blessings of following the way of wisdom? It's fine to go through it. It's fine to look at what's the noise in our life. How do we turn it down? What are the dangers? But what are the true blessings of us living in the way of wisdom well the two key promises are found in verse 23 and 33 look what it says in verse 23 if you respond to my warning then i will pour out my spirit on you and teach you my words and then in verse 33 but whoever listens to me will live securely and be undisturbed by the dread of danger these are astounding they are so worth going after with absolutely all of your heart there is nothing that compares to having a sense of God's spirit poured into your heart and mind each and every day it brings joy it brings purpose it brings hope it's electric it keeps you going every day because you have his spirit pulsating through you last night by the fire Sarah and I were talking with our girls it was such a special moment and Layla says to um, says to my wife she says mommy do you know what Jesus is the most important person in the entire world. And uh, my wife, Sarah agreed. And she said, he's more important than mommy. He's more important than daddy or anything else. It was the super precious moment where our daughter was saying, do you know what? I've realized that Jesus is the most important thing. And it's, it's so good that individually and in families, we continue to drive each other towards putting Jesus first. It is the most important thing. We'll be taught the way of wisdom as we turn our ear towards God. He'll teach us his ways. Look at that phrase there where it says, he'll pour his spirit on you and he'll teach you my words. He'll teach us wisdom. What a privilege. And it reminds me of Jesus as a young man. And in Luke 2 verse 52, it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and people. He was wanting to follow his father's ways and the result was he increased in wisdom and stature which God has for each of us. And then look at this incredible uh, phrase, the final one that we'll look at. But whoever listens to me will live securely and be undisturbed by the dread of danger. Isn't that something that we're all after? To be at peace, regardless of external circumstances, regardless of the what ifs and the what could be's, knowing that we are where God wants us, that we are safe until he calls us home, and that we are 100% content. What a life to live. It doesn't mean we won't face danger or trial. Those are promised, God says they're gonna happen, but we aren't dreading danger. We aren't cowering away from anything that might happen to us. We're not trying to escape this life. We're confident of our faith in Christ. We are bold and courageous. We listen to God's voice above the other noise in our lives, and as a result, we make an impact in people's lives, in the spheres in which we live, in this lifetime and beyond that's the best place to be what an incredible promise from following god's wisdom my favorite movie of all time is one called braveheart tells the story of william wallace this warrior in scotland it's played by mel gibson and he has such a powerful phrase where he says every man dies but not every man really lives and i want each of us to truly live the life that god gives us and that comes from listening to and obeying the wisdom that he gives us. And then over time, you'll see drastic change. It might not look big to start. It might look upside down. It might seem like it's almost too tiny to make a difference, but you'll look back in one year, three years, five years time and go, I'm astounded at where God has taken me from following him. So let's recognize the noise in our lives. Let's turn down the noise that we shouldn't be listening to or turn down the noise so that we can more clearly hear God's voice and then let's apply what he says. And that's what we're gonna get stuck into next week. We're gonna dive into wisdom as a habit. How do we make following wise choices or doing wise choices a habit? And I can't wait. So let me pray for you quickly before we close. Heavenly Father, I just wanna thank you that you are a God who has great promises over our lives. I wanna thank you that you are a God who wants to help us with your wisdom to live a life of impact, of joy, purpose, and hope. For those people today who are really struggling, who feel at rock bottom, I ask that right now you would help them to turn their ear to you, to hear your voice wherever they are sitting in their living room, and to have a real sense that you're with them and you're you're giving them the next step. For everyone else listening, Lord, I pray that we would be a people who grow in hearing your voice, that we would get good at recognizing the unhealthy noise in our lives. We would get good at assessing it and turning it down and we would grow in listening for your wisdom. And I have no doubt as a result, we will feel truly alive. We will feel truly excited and we will make the impact we're called to have. In your amazing name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, If you have any questions or comments or if you'd love someone to pray with you, please do get in touch with us. We're here to serve you, we're here to help and we pray that you have a brilliant week ahead. Thanks so much.